0: It was a less than ideal performance against stanford but the arizona wildcats i believe did figure some things out here and going forward maybe the most important position on the field will be addressed let's get started here on locked on wildcats you are locked on wildcats your daily podcast on the arizona wildcats part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day is brought to you by LinkedIn. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, got a lot to get to this show. Obviously, Arizona Stanford. Um, Now listen, I'm not gonna blow smoke on you and tell you that Stanford's good. Stanford stinks. Um, There's no other way around it. They almost lost a sack state. But be that as it may, Arizona how Arizona was able to get the win. And I think we found out a few things during this game. And you know what I'm all about that knowledge is power that you, uh, it's better to have more information than less <laughs> as opposed to the people that want less information and less knowledge. But, um, I think the first thing is we need to, uh, we need to discuss Jane Delora. I think it's fair to say at this stage in the game, Jane Delora ain't that dude. I'm just not. Um, and not only is he not that guy, um, I don't even know that he's close to that guy. And the big problem is, is I think so much of it is upstairs. Uh, that's just kind of the way it is, I believe. Um, when it comes to DeLora, you kind of wonder, is uh you kind of wonder, um, you know, has he just kind of maxed out right there? And I think that's probably the case. Now listen, he's capable of some really, really big moments. He can sling the ball all over the field, but there's way too many times when it looks like he's missing reads, where it looks like somebody is running wide open and for whatever reason, they're not getting him the ball or he's not getting them the ball. And as we've talked about at nauseum, this is way too talented of a team not to be able to uh, or to, way too talented of a team to worry about the QB not doing what he needs to be doing out there. I know that's, again, I know that sounds cliche, but you've got a T-Mac, you've got a Cowing. you've got a uh, Montana Lamonius Craig, you've got a, I mean, even other guys like a Kevin Green, A.J. Jones, you've got wide receivers that can ball out out there, and it's just not necessarily showing up there. And there's times, too, where he's running around, and it looks like he's kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off right there. And that's where I think uh, it's less, like I said, it's just less than ideal if you're Arizona. Um, And I think that Arizona could probably do a little bit better than that right there. Um, First though, I would, uh, I would also uh, recommend and I would go with this. I would say that um, it's fair to say at this stage in the game though, that he just kind of is what he is. And sometimes players uh, just max out, players just kind of tap out at a certain point. um, And I think that's where it is Um, because again, this is your third year playing D1 football, um, playing at a high level, starting, not just red shirting. And you're still running around, not catching reads, not finding the players that you need to be able to find. Now, then enter Noah Fafita. Noah Fafita is, again, Noah Fafita is about a 5'7 quarterback. There's, you know, there's no doubt about it. But um, he has a big-time arm. And not only does he have a big-time arm. Um, he knows the offense in and out. He prepares. Uh, he prepares the way that the offense is supposed to uh, go. And when he came in there, he made a huge difference. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say other than that. He came in and the offense just started humming along. And that is not something that we saw at all with uh, with JDL. The uh, the receivers all of a sudden were getting open. Um, and not only that, there was. Uh, uh, you know, if there was a running lane, 12 yards in front of you, he was going to take that running lane right there. And that's where, you know, and again, that's, that's just kind of where it's at at this stage. Yeah. Uh, Noah Fafito was able to execute the offense in a way that Jaden Delora has just not been able to execute the offense. Um, And I think that a big part of it, though, is that Noah Fafita understands football. I'm not saying that Jane Delora doesn't, but Noah Fafita has been that dude who has been around almost his entire or has been around football almost his entire life. And not only has he been around football his entire life, he's excelled at football. And when people say, oh, well, you know, that'll work in high school, but it won't work here. You played in the Trinity League. That's literally the best high school uh, football conference in the entire country. It's loaded on every single team with D one players, especially, and some teams you got you got double digit D one players, especially on the line. It's as good as it gets, and so he was able to ball out in that spot. And not only was he able to ball out in that spot, he was able to um, he was able to get me, uh, or he was able to basically. Um, he was maybe, he was able to basically talk about, um, he was basically able to do whatever he wanted out there. And not only was he able to, um, he's not only was he able to ball out out there, he has the respect and the trust of the, his fellow players. Um, and, uh, I think a, again, I think a big part of it is, um, I think a big part of it though, is that. He just gets football. He was born to play football. I don't care about his height. I don't care about his dimensions. I don't care about any of that. He was born to play football. And I think right now we're also at the stage where he um, he is a uh, – he's like I said, he's just a big-time – he's a big-time performer out there. Not only is he a big-time performer, he's also the uh, – he's also a guy that I think kind of has transformational potential to him. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to be Nick Foles or he's going to be the best quarterback in school history – but there's something special with Noah. There's a little bit of a spark with Noah that um, we haven't necessarily seen before. So that's kind of where I'm at. Plus, I think the fan base is—I uh, think the fan base is definitely uh, has come around on him. And not only has it come around on him, or excuse me, that. Uh, I think I think he's uh, he's the one that everybody wants to see starting out there. Um, Arizona I think is in a great spot with him, and again, he's going to always help with recruiting because he is that dude. He's the guy that everybody out there respects. Noah Fafita, quite frankly, is just the man. Um, and again, I don't want to make it out like you know we're putting in Sean Elliott on the basketball side or anything like that because that's certainly not the case. But um, I do think that uh, we do it, it is uh, you do need to know that um, that right now, Arizona, if you want to maximize this talent, if you want to maximize all these receivers that you have out there, i need uh, I need know if a feed out there. Um, again, Jed Fish has done an a plus job, no doubt about it, but I also think that there's a stage now where, you got to be able to put another dude out there because the other the first guy is just not doing the job. And it's one of those things, too. I get that the quarterback position is different, but there also is a certain amount of accountability that I think does need to fall into play right here. And we're going to get to that in just a second right there. But first, we need to talk about linked in. All right. You know, if you know successful people out there, they probably use LinkedIn, linkedin.com backslash locked on college. Um, this is where it's at. Again, how many different times have you found somebody or has somebody found you that um, through LinkedIn? Everybody knows somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. And not only uh, not only uh, did somebody um, did everybody get a job. Through LinkedIn, you might have hired somebody, and that's because everybody has LinkedIn. And if you don't have LinkedIn, it's because uh, either you don't need a job or you're not looking for a job. But uh, I think that uh, I think that um, we're kind of at the point now where LinkedIn everybody knows it works, and that's why it's on everything. Go to LinkedIn.com backslash Locked On College. Post your job for free. At linkedin.com backslash locked on college again for free, right there. Check it out, you will thank me later. And again, there's a reason that everybody utilizes it. Check it out, linkedin.com backslash locked on college. We will be right back with you. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now. Now, now, let's talk a little bit about just the accountability factor. Again, I get that the quarterback is different. Totally get it. Um, but after if you if you got a quarterback who's played terrible for 4 games, um and you're not going to play a running back because, of, and rightfully so, because they fumble or whatever the case may be. That starts to, I think, ring a little hollow with some of the players, mainly because, okay, why is this guy allowed to do whatever he wants? But if I fumble the ball once, I'm not allowed to go back in the game. Again, I want to be very clear here. Fish has been an A-plus hire. I, uh, everything about Fish has been awesome. Um, but I do believe, though, that it is time to make that move to Noah Fafita. Um, and not only is it time to make that move, I think the uh, I think the locker room, I think that at this point in the game, the locker room wants that move. And I think that matters to a certain extent. I really do. Um, but Noah Fafita, though, uh, you watch him. And like I said, I think that, and I said this before, when he comes in the game, he ain't going out. And I think that's kind of where we're at with uh, Noah Fafita right there. Um, so, we'll obviously, we're going to keep an eye on that. And we're going to be talking about this much more throughout the week. All right, now. Gunnar Maldonado, um, the defensive line for Arizona has been absolutely fantastic. Not only has it been absolutely fantastic, um, it has been uh, it has been something that I think a lot of people are um, oh, rightfully joyous about. Right there, rightfully joyous about. Um, and the uh, I think a big part of it though is. They've been able to outperform expectations. We're going to get to them in just a second. But the first, we got to talk again. We talked about this yesterday on the postgame. Gunner Maldonado, you got to get him out of the lineup. I don't know what I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to say right there. He's just not good enough. He's just not good enough out there. Not only is he not good enough out there, he's not um, he's just not that dude don't know what else to say he's just not that guy I'm I know that he got a fumble I know that he hits hard all of that um but the one thing about him though is that he is not a um he, he cannot cover it all and you see that teams go after him immediately no matter where he is out there on the field teams are going after him and it is a conscient excuse me it is a conscientious effort that not only will they go after him, but they're going after him in a big way. They want him, they want they want him to uh, basically be stuck anywhere in coverage that he can. And it wasn't. And it's not just Stanford. Mississippi State knew the second that he came back in the game, we're going to go right after him. And they do. And I think at this stage, even the average person knows that he's is not good in coverage. I can't tell you how many people who don't even know anything about football kept saying, "Why is number nine? Uh, why is number nine out there? What is number nine doing?" And I mean, I think that's a, <laughs> you know, that's a fair question right there. Um, because again, I know, I understand the argument. I always get the argument that you know you're, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're putting the right, you're putting the wrong place, whatever the case may be. I get all that. Uh, he knows where to line everybody up, but he's not good enough. Don't know what else to say. He's not good enough out there. And not only is he not good enough, it is obvious to every single person out there that he's not good enough. And I think at this stage in the game, and granted, I get that it's easy to say, just throw the backup in there. Everybody loves the backup. I do get that. But I think we're also at the stage, though, too, where if you're just not good enough, I think it's difficult to just keep throwing you out there. Because why wouldn't you then at this stage in the game, why wouldn't you throw a, a Genesis Smith out there? Because at least Genesis Smith is young. Genesis Smith can, uh, you know, Genesis Smith, blah, 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 blah. Genesis Smith can grow. Um, Gunnar Maldonado is exactly who Gunnar Maldonado will always be. And again, it's not the worst thing in the world, but that's more of a backup safety because again, no matter how good your defense is, if you have a real weak link like him, I think it's very difficult to continue to put him out on the field. I don't care about what the, uh, I don't care about what the, uh, um, you know, what, what his tackle numbers are. That's just because he is really around pretty much everybody right there. And not only is he around everybody, he's just kind of at the stage where it um, uh, is what it is. When you become the target of another team's defense, that becomes an issue. All right, now we're going to talk about all the good stuff on defense because there is a lot of really good stuff on defense here for us to talk about. And the first thing that I think we need to talk about is the defensive line. Tyler Manoa. Uh, Tai Tai Uyaga Lele, Taylor Upshaw. But first we're going to go with Taylor Upshaw right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Upshaw has been absolutely what Arizona has ordered. And not only has he been everything that Arizona has wanted, he has been the, uh, he has been that dude where it's hard to really explain just how good he's been. And not only, uh, not only, um, he has, uh, um, not only has he been very good, um, he has been. It's hard to say. It's hard to really put. Uh, it's hard, really hard to put into perspective. I'm looking at his stats right here: two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, and not only that. Um, uh, not, and not only that, um, he has been. I tear off the edge. He's been able to contain the edge. And not only has he been able to contain the edge, he's been able to keep players off of it. And I think that's what, you know, if you're Arizona, that's, what's been enticing about him. He has been a next level difference maker right there. And not only has he been a next level difference maker, you wish you could get him another year. Deion Sanders losses, Arizona's gain. We very much like Taylor Upshaw right there. We are big fans of Taylor Upshaw. Um, So there's that now. Um, On the other side, Isaiah Ward. Isaiah Ward has become an animal. Um, Isaiah Ward will be an all-conference player at the U of A before his time is done here. We're going to talk quite a bit about Isaiah Ward in the coming weeks because he's another dude. Came in 6'5", 235 pounds, 225 pounds, and they have continued to bulk him up. And he, he has every bit the look of an NFL player to him. And not only does he have every bit the look of an NFL player to him, he – He's what an NFL player is supposed to look like again. Very, very impressive right there. Very impressed by everything that I've seen from, uh, Isaiah Ward. And not only that, he is the, uh, he's the dude who I think at this stage in the game, I think it's fairly, I think it's safe to say that he will always be, um, he's always going to be on another team's radar again. It's not that he's a, a Scooby right at this point, but he's also very, very good. So we're going to continue to talk about him, but we need to talk about Athletic Brewing. All right. All right. Show you about Athletic Brewing right here. Here's the deal. Use code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first order. Athleticbrewing.com. Check it out. Your non-alcoholic beer that tastes like it has alcohol in it. It's very, very good. Had somebody offer it to me at a bar the other day. I took it. I tried it. It was very good. And um, again, you can use code word locked on for 15% off your first order. It doesn't get much better than that, ladies and gentlemen, now, does it? But again, athleticbrewing.com. The non alcoholic beer that tastes just like your alcohol, just tastes just like it. It's quite good. It is delicious. You will thank me later for it. All right. Now we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue to talk about the defense. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by LinkedIn. All right, now we're going to talk about the defense here as promised. Delivered as promised, as the Tucson construction scene likes to say all the time. But um, Jed Fish said that the defense would get a lot better. They knew what they needed to do, and now the defense actually looks the part. You look on the D-line, we already talked about Taylor Upshaw. We already looked talked about Excuse me. We already talked about Taylor Upshaw. We already talked about Isaiah Ward. Then on the inside, you got our guy, Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton's the man. Um, and not only is Big Bill Norton the man, he is the dude who uh, – he is the guy who um, is – Pretty much capable of taking up the two blockers. Again, might not play in the NFL, probably not going to put up a ton of numbers, but Big Bill Norton is good. And Big Bill Norton is somebody that Arizona needs to have out there on the field um, when he can. But even when he's off the field like he was this past week, you got other dudes in there. You got Ty ty Lele, who is quickly becoming a fan favorite, as he should if he was not already. Then on top of Ty ty you've also got uh you've also got, wait for it. Wait for it. You've also got Tyler Manoa. Tyler Manoa has also been another dude who's been absolutely fantastic for the U of A. And not only has he been fantastic, he just goes to show you too that Arizona knows where it needs to go. To uh, Arizona knows where it needs to go to get um, its players. And it certainly has shown that their Tyler Manoa has been a very nice addition to the University of Arizona Wildcats football program. We need to keep this one going right there. Um, But again, he, Tia Savella, on that D-line, there's been a lot. Tio, there's been a lot of uh, dudes who have stepped up. And again, it actually looks the part now. And that allows the linebackers, Jacob Manu, Justin Flo, that allows them to run free. And when they can run free, things become much different out there. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm pretty excited to see this D-line continue to improve because, by the way, you got reinforcements coming in next year. Now, the DB position right there becomes even more interesting because you've already got you got Ephesians prize sock. You got Takario Davis. Both those dudes are talented. It's easy to tell that both of them are talented. Again, not breaking any news to you that they're both talented. Get that. But they're also uh they're also young. They're gonna take some lumps, but overall, not not bad. But they got to continue to grow. Trading Stukes and that nickel isn't bad at all either. Um, now at the safeties, at the safe at the safety spots. Um, obviously we went over Gunnar Maldonado. He's not good enough. I would love to see more Genesis Smith in there. If you're going to struggle with the, if you're going to struggle at that position, why not struggle with somebody that can get better? That's got some upside in there, but overall. Very happy with the defense. think the defense is quite good. And uh, again, I've been very, very impressed. We will, uh, we will see going forward though, what exactly, uh, how exactly this is, uh, this goes, but overall can't say that I'm, uh, upset about much. Obviously, you got Washington coming in here. Washington's going to be a very, very difficult game for the Cats. We will find out exactly where Arizona stands. All right. We're going to be back with you tomorrow, as always, breaking down Arizona football. We're also going to start getting you ready for the red-blue game. The red-blue game, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited about the red-blue game. Arizona basketball is right around the corner. All right. But as always, this show is brought to you today by LinkedIn. And very much appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. This is a massive week coming up here for Arizona Athletics. As you all know, Um, again, Washington, this is going to be a tough one because I think Washington is the best team in the country, or the best team in the conference. We will find that one out. But on that note, I'm your host, Mike Luke. And thanks a ton for listening to Locked On Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow.